episode of words from the b-side that has been recorded in quite some time i have been away from the mic for a while i mean well in this capacity because if you're a part of my community i'm always somewhere talking so there's that but i am so excited to be back with you this is your girl coach nita for those of you who are new i am a holistic wellness coach I am a Reiki master teacher. I also do sound meditation. I am a girl with many, many talents in my wellness community where I serve women who are looking to gather their holistic lives. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being here. And we will get into the how and why we got away from doing this in the first place and why we're back and what you can look forward to. So stay tuned for that. But you know, of course, how I do in all um, episodes is I start with a word from the street because even though I'm not blogging about all things world, I do like to get on my podcast and share some thoughts of how I feel about different things and sometimes even on my TikTok. So because that's just who I am and that's what I do. And there's always a wellness tip to get out of something that we are experiencing in the world in media. So let me tell y'all what jumped in my spirit this week. I'm a, I'm a YouTuber. I love YouTube. So I watch a lot of my podcasts over there. Shout out to Joe Buttons. I am just really fascinated by his podcast. Like, I don't know why, but I've been binging him lately. I mean, he's been posting a lot of his Patreon content. So I've been watching a lot of that. And then that led me over to, of course, like Vlad, very into Vlad. I love TGIF. Because I love Claudia, Funky Dineva, and Al. They give me life. Uh, so it's I, I have my favorites. I love foolishness. I love good stuff. Um, but those are like my top ones that I've kind of been listening to at work lately just to keep my mind off the shenanigans. But Joe kind of led me to DJ Academics because, you know, he got his own podcast. And I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, no shade, no shade. But this young man was talking about The situation that just transpired between T.I., Tiny, and their son, King. Let me tell you, I just really got up in my spirit for a lot of reasons. Because for one, Ak was talking on this situation. And he is not a parent. So that's one. And it got me hot up under my collar because he was blaming Tip and Tiny for the way King was acting. And let me just tell you why that burns me to my core. You know, I have a 20-year-old and a six-year-old. And so it's yet to be seen what's going to happen between me and my six-year-old. That that has yet to be seen. But I would tell you this. My 20-year-old has taken me down through there. My 20-year-old has showed me pieces of myself that I did not know existed. We have had knockdown, drag outs most of his little life because 
I was young and I didn't live by the adage that our children are who they already are when they get here. We're just trying to help them be the best version of that that they can be. And I stand by that because when I look back at the relationship I had with my son, I was almost trying to make him submissive to my way and the way that I was raised as opposed to looking at him for the young man that he is and the young, the little boy that he was and helping him navigate that. I think that's where some of the trauma comes from, right? Because that is where we had some of our biggest issues. You know, he was kind of blaming him, saying it's their fault because, you know, this and that and the third. And, and the world is very sensitive now, right? Of course, we provide our children with outlets. We provide this modern day child, this you know, this new generation of child with an outlet to feel safe to speak about their feelings in a way that I don't feel we, you know, were granted or afforded that luxury. We didn't have it. It was shut up, stay in a child's place, mind your business. You're going to get your behind whoop if you don't do what we say. And and you mind grown people. And that's just what it was. And I think there's a certain balance in still providing that for our children today, but still allowing them to feel comfortable enough to have those conversations with us and feel safe enough to have that level of vulnerability. Because we have to show them both. I think not giving them both sides has really been doing a disservice to the world. And that shows up in this young man who maybe there wasn't a silver spoon in his mouth. Maybe he was down in the neighborhood at his grandmother's house because that's where he wanted to spend his time. Not because his parents didn't afford him another life or, you know, Tip ain't sell enough drugs and, and do enough gangster type shenanigans in Georgia to last a lifetime and cover him and his children so they never have to do it themselves. But to give him the opportunity to spend that time with his grandmother and be wherever it is that he felt comfortable in that time. Because I know I am a T.I. fan, let me tell you. And I watched every episode of the show and I did not see one child neglected. I did not see one child left behind. Now, we don't know these celebrities. We don't know what they're doing and what's going on. But what I refuse to do is accept that when you do your best to give your best to your child, that you are somehow always going to be responsible for their poor behavior. They are making choices. And yes, he's still young. He's still got a ways to go and a road to travel, but he's making that road real long and real hard. And, you know, I look at my child and I see that he watched me. He watched me struggle. He watched me go to school. He watched, you know, we had, we, we weren't always in this situation that we're in today where he could come to me for things and I could give it to him with ease. Like dad was crying at night doing homework and, you know, being that single mom on the grind trying to build my career and everything. Those days existed. He saw me go through it and he saw me love him and nurture him and give him everything he needed, take him to all his sporting events, you know, and do all the things, be there at every, you know, graduation and major event at school and hands-on with his teachers and all the things that I did. And he still turned out much differently than you would suspect a child would turn out that had a mom that was as hands-on as I was. Is that my fault? You know, is it my fault that my child has chosen a different path for himself or a different way of doing things? And now I have to be held accountable and responsible for that? Absolutely not. I have seen horrible parents birth the most amazing children. Because they may have looked at something in those kids 
or in their parents that they didn't want to be. With the risk of rambling and and trying to pull back because I don't want this to go on but so much longer, my parents were not role models. But what I did learn from them, I learned endless love. I learned unconditional love. And I learned hard work. But I also learned who not to be and what type of parent I wanted to be to my kids because they weren't those type of parents to me. And it's a choice. It's what's in you. That's why I say it is more about who those kids are and us being able to identify that and nurturing that and helping them rise to the occasion of that. So if you're having a hard time with your kids or if you need a word of encouragement when it comes to your kids, just know you're doing your best. And that's all you can do. Parents are human and parenting does not come with a manual. You can have millions of dollars. You can have $100,000. You can have $50,000. You can have $25,000. There are people who have a lot less than me and have nothing but love in their life. There are people who have a lot more than me and have very little love at all. I would also urge people who are not parents not to speak on parental things. That is just my little plug. But don't beat yourself up. You're human. You can only do what you can do. You can only be the best that you can be and pray over these kids and let the let the rest work itself out. So anyway, the reason why we're here is getting back to the joy. And the reason I wanted this episode to be about that is because I wanted my first episode back to really be focused around why I decided to revive and what activities and events really led up to me deciding that my podcast was really something that gave me joy. Foundationally, you know, I have been in the internet streets doing some type of self-help push for a really long time, even before I became a certified life coach back in 2018. I think I might have became certified in 2019. But I have been blogging for a really long time. And during that time period that I was blogging, it was really like ground truth for me because I've always loved to read. I've always loved to write. And I kind of found my little corner of the world where I was writing. My podcast was really a manifestation of wanting those words to be made real, you know, life to be brought to those words so that people could hear and feel the emotion behind the things that I said. But because I had become a a life coach, it was no longer just about everything, politics, education, all of those things. I was really going through my healing journey at that point. And so it was really a journey of strength and self-discovery and purging and releasing and really identifying things to heal and just all the things. It was this big room full of things that I had to conquer that I wanted to help other people conquer while I was in the process of my own journey. And I, because, you know, doing this and being out here and being in front of people, you start to create a level of impact where you can kind of see the fruits of your labor. And I was starting to see things come to fruition, but because I wanted so much more, I started to expand and I started to want more and I started to want to grow and I started to want to change and I started to want to allow more gifts to surface. And as I did that, 
I really started to become overwhelmed because I went from writing to the podcast, to events, to Reiki, to sound, and it just became too much. I even at a time started doing creative things for other people like websites and graphics and logos and social media. And it was just ridiculous because I could see things starting to happen for other people through my touch and my reach, but I wasn't seeing it happen for me. So I kind of got away from what I loved and what I enjoyed. My desire to be creative kind of just halted for me. And I just decided I was going to get out in the world and I was going to live because I wanted to put everything down and stop doing everything business related after every rebrand and every switch up and every change of color and every strategy maneuver that I was thinking of could maybe jolt me into a different situation. I just wanted to live. I didn't want to have any expectations of the things that I was doing because I felt like I couldn't see it doing anything for me. So for about maybe two years, I put it all down. You know, every now and then I would post here and there. I would do a little something here and there. I still have my Reiki classes at the studio and still have my clients or whatever that I would have. But I just really got away from doing it all because there was a certain level of fatigue that started to come over me. And I could not find the passion anymore. Like I just could not find the energy to give it. And in that two years, you know, the the top of the year came in 2023 and I accomplished a really big goal in my first career, you know, that I make my bread and butter and I accomplished a really big thing. And afterwards I felt this, almost like this release because it was like this thing I had been going after for years and wanted and it intimidated me so much because I knew I was going to have to put a lot into it and a lot of people were discouraging me. And once I finally did it, put everything I had into it and tackled it, it was like the air got let out of my tires. At that point, I was like, okay, Lord, so what are we doing now? Because now I have no goals. I'm not working on my business and I'm not doing anything in my work career. Like there's nothing. It's literally nothing but my children and this continued live your life to the fullest attitude that I had that was starting to get kind of old. So I kept praying about it because I just felt this lull and all of a sudden I just felt this urge in my soul. It was just like this tug on me to change my entire life. It was like, it's time to reset because what I kept talking to my therapist about was being tired of chasing myself, you know, really being tired of always having a thing and trying to outdo myself at every turn. I just was so tired of that. It felt like a hamster on a wheel. How much more can you chase yourself into another goal? And I just didn't want to feel like that anymore. I wanted the next 40 years of my life to feel purposeful. You know, I used to talk a lot about purpose and intention all the time. You know, it's part of my business slogan in, you know, my last iteration of this all things Shanita. And funny because it kind of came back to me in that season. Like this has to be purposeful. This has to be intentional. The rest of my life has to be meaningful. I want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel the joy. I want to get up knowing that 
I'm doing what I want to do. Now, what does that look like? And that's what my prayer became. What does that look like for me? What does getting up every day and doing what brings me joy really, really look like? And you know, that's a journal entry. Writing down specifically how getting up every day looks for you from the time you wake up to the time you get ready to lay down at night and how that whole routine is something that makes you feel so fulfilled. You are excited to get up and do it the next day. I had no idea what that looked like for me. So I did. I did just that. I hit the entire reset button. I got up one day and I decided I was going to cut my locks. I applied for jobs. I got a new job. I put my house on the market. And I mean, it happened so fast. It's almost like there's no way I did all of those things in the 45 days that I did it. And it was one of the most clear times that I can ever see me doing something quickly and being obedient to something that my that I felt God was telling me to do. Just do it all again. And there's a certain fear right? That comes along with doing it when you hear it, when you can't see what it looks like on the other side, right? There's a fear that comes with it. And let me tell you, I was fearful because when you make a jump that big, what does it look like? But I was determined even in that fear to walk out on faith, even when everybody was speaking against me. Everybody was like, girl, and what? Who, how, why, your house is nice. What's wrong with your job? You ain't been there that long. Your hair is just now starting. It wasn't even two years. I don't even think I had my locks. Did I have my locks two years? What hadn't, two years hadn't even got my two years. They were starting to mature. And I was just like, I don't want to do any of it. It has to be different in order for the, the next season of my life to look the way I want it to look. And how I knew I was doing everything I want to do is because it was happening so fast and it was so much ease to it. Outside of the fact that I am not a renter and please no dig to people who are renters, but my childhood was so crazy that having a stable home has always been so important to me, especially because I have children. So I had this pie in the sky idea that I'd be able to rent, you know, for a year and then I'd be able to look for a house and all of that. And ooh, the nightmare that came behind that. And that's a story for another day. But even just getting into a space where I would feel comfortable and I would be able to even rent for a year, everything just fell exactly how it needed to fall. And so after all of those changes and all of the things that I knew that I had to answer the call to, things got real quiet and relationships started changing. I was questioning things in myself because you know, I was pride myself on being a nice person. Here I am looking at the relationships in question now and the people that are falling off. And I am completely floored because at this point, these are not relationships I ever questioned. I never felt I had a reason to. That brought me back into the season of just allowing God to do what he was going to do. Because if I'm going where I feel in my heart I'm going and I know that I'm going in my soul, then some of this stuff can't go and I'm completely okay with that. That's another That's another word, right? What's happening in your life? Look around your life. What's happening in your life that needs to go for you to be able to elevate? Because dead weight will hold you down and you won't be able to get to your next level. So the sacrifices 
really started to mean a lot to me. And I was starting to see all of those things come to pass where I could even breathe through it, you know, breathe through the loss, breathe through the change, you know, breathe through the squeeze of everything that was going on in my life. Even coming to the place where I was second guessing myself, because right when you start making these type of decisions for yourself, you are going to second guess the heck out of yourself. You're going to be like, now, wait a minute, because it's not going to look how you want it to look. It was like once I made all those changes, I had plans, right? And I knew I wanted certain things to be a certain way. But making all those changes really made me take a step back from my priorities and switch the order. And, and drop some of the things off the list because making all of those changes started to put more things into perspective for me on what was important. That's why change is so amazing and it's so dynamic. There's nothing static about it. It will move and shift things in a way that you may not have expected because you have one idea of how it's supposed to look, but you have to be open to the fact that it may look completely different. And I think that was a shakeup for me because then it was like, oh, I had these plans and I want to do this, but now I can't do that. And the people that I was talking to it about, they're like, oh, but you said. So there's that, right? Can't tell your dreams and your vision to everybody because what if God shifts it, shakes it up for you? What if you get more clarity after you do the thing than you had before you did the thing? Now it really doesn't make sense to other people. So, you know... All those prayers, all that movement. Then I sat down with myself as all that transition was happening. And I started thinking about the time on my hands. And I started thinking, okay, Lord, I did these things and things are moving. And, you know, I am enjoying life. My kids are good. I'm traveling and all the things. But this can't be it. Like, this can't be the rest of it. Because I still don't feel the complete joy from the shift that's happening in my life. And that's when I realized I had to come back to my joy. I had to come back to my ground truth. I had to come back to the base of everything that was defining the person that I was becoming. I had to get back to the root of it. And the root of it really is my writing in my podcast. I can't tell you is writing now is difficult. I'm, not, I'm never even in a space to sit down and really write. And as I started to kind of process through my what's next and where I get the joy, I'm finding outlines and all types of things that I had sat down and written when I was really in the thick of doing what I love to do. And I'm like, oh, I have my whole other book planned out. And I haven't even started it. So I just wanted to use this episode to give you guys a little clarity about how this has looked for me, the journey that I've had to take and the journey that I am still on. And I think it will still continue to transition and evolve into something so much bigger than what it is now, because now I feel like I'm flowing. You know, I'm not pushing or pulling myself into anything. I'm really flowing in my life with the flow of life. And I'm so much more open to the change of direction when it comes now because I'm not pushing my own agenda. I'm like, Lord, what is your agenda? Let me take that on as mine. And if somehow whatever I feel in that moment doesn't align, I am so much more malleable 
to what that process looks like to make that shift in a way that I'm not sure I've ever been able to do. You know, not, I don't think so. I'm looking back over my life like, oh, it's only been one time specifically that God spoke to me loud and clear, like burning bush loud and clear. And I was completely obedient and it changed my life. And, you know, I always like to say that even in that moment when I was obedient for the first time and I couldn't see a way forward, I couldn't see the way through what I was being obedient about. But I said, Lord, you showed me so I can't deny it. He has opened every door. He has opened every door for that to be possible for me because I said yes to him when he told me this the way you're going. So I hope that you guys will take this ride with me. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to shape up to. I don't know who's going to listen and who is not, but I am committed to sharing my heart with the people who need what my heart is offering. Because I have always thought that God put me here for a reason, especially all that I endure to even be standing here as the woman that I am right now, um, to be of service. You know, I got through all of those things to be of service. And I don't want to shy away from that call, you know, because there are things that I feel like God has told me and I have blatantly told him, absolutely not, sir. And I shall not be doing that in the way that that looks in my mind. I'm just hoping that he'll continue to use me in a way that works best for how this is really supposed to shape up in a way that still feels good to me. But I love you guys uh, that have still been hanging in there and looking for me and cheering me on and really seeing the vision and supporting the mission. You mean the world to me. Every person that has subscribed and bought a product, every client that has gotten a Reiki session or came to an event, every person who paid for a coaching package, just all those people have made this journey much more worthwhile than it would have been if I never touched a single soul. So anyway, I'm going to wrap it on up now because I want to get out of here, but I just want to encourage anyone out there who may be struggling with what their next step is, when you hear it, move on it because it's for you. What you hear is for you. And don't get pigeonholed to what you think it's going to look like when you do it. Be willing to be so flexible that as you're doing it and you see the plans changing, you're receiving that it's all for your good, no matter what the plan change looks like. No matter what the change in plans is, you know it's working out for your good above all. And that you will be able to flow through those things that you were doing in your life that you feel led and called to do with ease knowing that it's all going to work out. It's all going to work out. It always works out. If you look back over your life, it always works out. So anyway, love y'all. A hundred thousand percent. I truly mean that from the bottom of my heart, and I hope you all will be back for the next episode of Words from the B-Side. See y'all later. Hey, family. Don't forget to stay in touch. Go to www.balancewellwoman.com where you can get all social media information and stay up to date on all things Balance Well Woman. Love y'all.